true lovers, what will we do? The drive-ins have disappeared. The campfires refuse to burn. The peep shows were never not a problem. And when's the last time you heard a viewfinder click? And as for poor Saturday morning, not to mention Saturday night. Oh, true lovers and fellow travelers. What are we to do? What can you do? But pitch your head to the big inky beyond and demand. Tell me a story, you son of a bitch. And as if by magic, ancient neon fires up. A campfire crackles, quarters drop and wheels turn in glorious anthem. There's one place left, true lovers. They are calling attendance. There's a place for you. But do you dare step inside? You've had a long day, week, everything, but you are finally home. You relax, unclench. You change your clothes, something comfortable, sweats and sneakers. You've been looking forward to this all day. You take your walk every evening. You like to start your walk just as the sun has started to set. You time it so you return home just before dark. This is the most peaceful part of your day. The things that trouble your day, whatever they are, work, school, kids, bills, dates, these things don't come with you on your walk. You are alone, and you enjoy it this way. It's autumn. It's October. Halloween is just a few weeks away. The air is crisp, the leaves painting themselves different colors. It gets dark earlier. Your neighborhood has started decorating for Halloween. Skeletons and ghosts and skulls and styrofoam headstones adorn porches and front doors and lawns. At this magic hour, the hour of your walk, all the spooky party store decorations make your walk more lovely. That little bit of approved mischief putting a spring in your step. You love Halloween. The weather, the colors, the tricks and treats, the strange little glint you get in your eye like you know you can get away with a little more of everything as long as you get away with it before November 1st. You walk under a row of trees that block the setting sunlight. You see across the street two little children standing, staring at you. At least you think they're staring at you. You can't quite tell because they're both wearing masks. Cheap plastic molds held in place by elastic string. The kind you wore as a kid and... Both masks are identical. Neon blue skulls on black. You stare back. You're playing. You can still trick and treat with the best of them. But you're unnerved a bit. Something about those masks. You continue your walk. The staring skull-masked children are called inside by a parent. 
You come to the end of the row of trees. The last tree is more gnarled than the others. Knotted. You notice, sticking out of one of the knots, is a folded up piece of paper. You find this curious. You think it looks almost deliberately placed. You get that chill. That chill you only get during Halloween. When you think you can get away with a little more than usual. You think you'd like a little mischief. You look around you. Now that the skull children are gone, you are the only one on the street. You take the note. You notice the paper is fancy, almost like parchment. It's folded. You unfold it. You wish you hadn't. Written on the paper, the paper you found sticking out of the gnarled tree as the sun was almost setting and the skull children stared at you, their masks familiar somehow, written on the paper is two simple and terrifying words. Behind you. You freeze. Every part of you becomes rigid, like your atoms suddenly transmogrified to concrete. Your vision swims. You suddenly feel the terror of knowing that for your entire life you've never been able to see behind you. Just like now, now your back is to the whole world, and all that is before you is this gnarled tree and this note. Was the note left for you? Someone else? Who left it? You breathe. You steal yourself. This is silly. It's October. It's Halloween. You've just scared yourself. Turn around, silly. Turn around and see. See what is behind you. You do. You turn. Well, you meant to. You really wanted to. But your body, all the parts of your body required to turn and look behind you, refuse. You have gone on strike because of two words on a piece of paper you found on a tree. Silly. You're being silly. You still do not turn around. You need to get home. You need to get home to your safety, to your doors with locks on them, where nothing can be there if you don't want it to be. You turn around and speed walk back the way you came, back towards your home, past the lawn of the staring skull children, not enjoying your walk. How could you? You keep head down, your eyes on the sidewalk. You don't see where you're going. You knock into something. You jump. You look. It's just a Halloween decoration. A three-foot ghost that moves around a styrofoam headstone, booing and laughing. You laugh. You laugh at the little ghost. You laugh at yourself. You know you're being silly. After you've gotten home, just as darkness falls and you've turned on all the lights and locked all the doors and closed all the blinds, you sit down and laugh at yourself. It's been so long since you had a little scare. <laughs> the kind you scare yourself. You get that chill again. You make yourself enjoy it <laughs> to prove to yourself you were being silly. You get into bed. Sleep will do you good. Nothing can be behind you when you sleep. So, you sleep.
on your mask, your neon blue skull on black mask, your mask with the elastic string, and you go to a party, a Halloween party. You were not invited to the party. You don't need an invitation. A mask is an invitation to all sorts of things on Halloween. This is back when you still went to parties. Now you take walks. You went to parties for all sorts of reasons. To dance, to meet new people, to go home with new people, to drink, and to dance. And for mischief. You're walking through a neighborhood. You've ghosted through several parties, leaving your notes. Your notes that say things like, Behind you. Yes, you. You did that. You're at a party. A party you have not been invited to. A house party, a Halloween party in someone's house, someone's home. A house you are haunting. You smile under your mask. You survey your opportunities. You see people in mask and makeup, in silly costume and dropped guards. You see them with mischievous intent. You haunt this home. You wander into places you're not supposed to be. Upstairs, bedrooms, bathrooms, children's rooms, closets, under beds, drawers, secret boxes and books, photo albums. All the private places a home has, you invade. And you leave your notes. Quite the little imp, weren't you? Aren't you? Someone has found a note, one of your notes. They're in a quiet part of the house, maybe the garage or the side where the garbage bins are kept. They find your note, and they read it. The reaction is always the same. First confusion, then a little laugh, then a look around. Because this can't be real. There can't actually be someone behind them. Someone who left a note. And it's worse when they look. And no one is there. That they can see. But you're there. You're always there. Behind them. them. And the most wonderful part of it all is that they will never know.
You force yourself to take your walk. You haven't left your home in days. You would move from room to room, your back to the wall, slinking, sliding, never allowing the existence of behind you. You've spent this time trying not to remember what a little imp you were. <laughs> what a little imp you were. You haven't left the house, and you haven't found any more notes, or maybe no notes have found you. You were frightened, and you were angry. Finally, you were frustrated. It wasn't fair to you. You aren't that little imp anymore. You don't do that anymore. You live a normal, normal life. And no one ever knew it was you. You can't face consequences if no one knows you did it, right? It's all behind you. That makes you laugh. You laugh. And you decide to go for your walk. Your walk will make everything... You forgot. You forgot. You haven't left the house in days and you lost track of the time. And you forgot. Tonight is Halloween. You walk among them and they are all around you. Even. You try to walk, but there are monsters and robots and werewolves and mummies and all sorts of little horrors you don't recognize. And they are in front of you, then behind you, in your pocket, in your blind spot. They teleport everywhere and you can't get a sense of anything. And you're worried that you haven't been worried enough. The notes never said when they'd be behind you. And this would be the perfect moment when everything was everywhere and you were unaware and... They've been waiting for this. The notes. Your victims. You can admit now that that is what they were, are. Your victims have banded together into an eerie cabal dedicated to raining vengeance upon you. All because you left a few notes. Nothing worse. Well, there was that one person. You heard they had a nervous breakdown. But that wasn't your fault. You tell yourself. You keep walking forward. This is your walk. No ghouls or goblins or greedy little candy extortionists can take that from you. You're a little imp, you tell yourself. No, no. You are king of the imps. And these are your loyal and loathsome subjects. You could make them all bow and cower if you wanted. You want. You want to leave them all a little note and... Behind you! What? You heard that, right? Behind you! You heard it again. You stop. You freeze. You sweat. You panic. Behind you! You turn. And you see. You see. You see. You see a man standing feet from you, behind you, a man behind you, wearing a neon blue skull on black mask. Behind you. Behind you. He isn't alone. The man behind you in the neon blue skull on black mask is not alone. 
there are children surrounding him, hanging off him, running around him, and each of them is a neon skull on black mask. They stop, and they all stare at you. They were behind you this whole time. You need to run, so you run. They watch you run. They watch you run into the street as you run into the street watching them, watching you, behind you. They watch you run into the street. You run into the street watching them, watching you, behind you. You don't watch the traffic. Something hits you. You were hit and you rolled and you're trying to stand up. You sway and you see, you see a hearse. A hearse hit you when you ran into the street, when you ran away from the man and the children in those masks, those masks that were behind you, those masks that are now in front of you. The driver, the driver of the hearse wears a neon orange skull and black mask, the elastic string that digs into the skin at the back of his neck. The orange skull driver gets out of the hearse. You don't hear what he's saying. You see the man in the mask who was behind you and some of the masked children coming towards you. The back of the hearse opens and a neon skull mask gang piles out. They come towards you. You run. You stumble. You run. You run. You run. Because you run away, they are behind you. And they are running too. You look behind you. You are relieved. You finally know there is someone, so many someones behind you. You don't have to worry, like all those people you made worry, with all your stupid invasive little notes. The imp gets to know they are behind you. But you aren't looking where you're going. You are looking behind you at your comeuppance, at your own plot against you, at your conspiracy of your own undoing. Your happy Halloween. When you run right into a massive fake spiderweb stretched across a lawn and go ass over tea kettle into a fake cauldron. The cauldron tips and you go rolling down the lawn and back into the street. The hearse hits you again. You aren't dead. You're pretty sure you aren't dead. The cauldron is pulled off of you. You lie on your back in the middle of the street where nothing can be behind you now. A mob of neon skulls on black look down at you. You start muttering things that you had this coming, that they must judge you for your sins, your sins against them. The skulls look confused. The man who was behind you takes off his mask. It's Ted, your neighbor. You are confused. You never left a note for Ted. Why would Ted want vengeance on you? Why would Ted be behind you? If Ted wasn't behind all this, who was? You begin to slowly, slowly, slowly realize that you were behind all of this. You were behind you. You were always behind you. And you think, you think, it's time to pass out.
You are home. Your neighbors brought you home. You sleep. You slept. You feel better. You find a final note. It reads, Happy Halloween, you, in your handwriting. You smile. You crumple up the note, and you toss it in the trash. You're glad Halloween is over. You. 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 Why would you call yourself you, you ask? Why not I? Why not me? Because I am not you. You are you. And I am right behind you. But the real twist was the friends we made along the way. The horrible, horrible friends. Tonight's non-diegetic diorama was entitled, Behind You! because we're all about subtlety. It was written, read, recorded, and wrought by Ryan McClary, which is still me. You can find the diorama on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. While you're there, why don't you subscribe and leave a rating and review? Every little help helps. You can visit our homepage at die-orama.com. And if you feel like writing or you have a cursed treasure or job opportunity, you can email at dioramadispatch at gmail.com. The diorama will have its revenge in two weeks' time with an episode about a wager gone terribly, terribly right. Until then, true lovers, keep looking over your shoulder. You never know what waits behind you. Oh, wait. It's just the entrance to the, the diorama. diorama. <laughs> <laughs>